Welcome to Abide's Kids Bedtime Stories. I'm Tyler Boss. Today's bedtime story is sponsored by FaithfulCounseling.com. Talk to a therapist who shares your Christian values. Just go to FaithfulCounseling.com slash abide to get started online or in their app. You can easily have access to our most recent kids' bedtime stories and other sleep stories by downloading the Abide app. All right, it's time to settle into bed and drift off to sleep with this bedtime story. Well, hello there. I'm Captain Thaddeus Cadiddle, and this, this is my skyship, Dreamer. My cargo is stories, and our destination, dreams. You're in for an adventure, my friend. So, all aboard, and welcome to Skyship Dreamer. Dream on. And this, Elaine, this is the Wonder Room. I can see why you named it that. Oh. Uh, behind you is the Wall of Wonder. Oh, it looks like a library. It's all in how you look at it. Ah. And if you both step down this way, please. Like this way. Just step down. Oh, the windows are around us. We're surrounded by sky. Just magnificent. Your natural tendency in the Wonder Room is to look up. No wonder, huh? <laughs> but I encourage you to try something different. Look down. The floor is made of glass? <gasps> A window on the wonder of the world below. My next-door neighbor gave me the idea. His name is Calvin, seven years old and very it feels like I'm stepping on air. <laughs> That's precisely the idea. Oh, while you're looking down, I need to be looking up. It appears we're heading into a storm. Oh, will we be all right? Oh, of course. Jack Farthing is at the helm. But can't we steer around it? Normally, yes. But our passage is through the mountains on both sides, as you can see. There's also a storm behind us, which means... Uh, there's no way around this. Mm-hmm. A lot like... life. I feel a metaphor coming on. Oh, you know me well. For every obstacle you face, there's an opportunity hidden inside. It's tucked away, just waiting for you to discover. Often we focus so much on our problem, we miss the lesson the problem is trying to teach us. That's inspiring. So, what's the lesson here? I'll get back to you on that one. You know, this is a wonderful time to read your story for a friend here. Oh, the roadblock? Yes. Ah. Well, uh, here's a cozy spot. Mm -hmm. Thank you for the tour, Captain. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. I'll be on the bridge if you need me. Thank you. 
Well, let's sit down here, shall we? Well, as the captain pointed out, things often get in our way. Most often we simply go around them. But sometimes there really is no way around. Sometimes we just have to accept that God may have put something in front of us for a reason. Instead of looking for a way around a roadblock, it might help to understand why it's there in the first place. But you might be wondering why God puts anything in our way. Well, sometimes roadblocks make us stop and think. And maybe, just maybe, it might be there to help us. God may have put it there to stop us for our own good. Now, before we hear this story, I'd like you to clear your mind of distractions. Don't think of games or friends or, or anything else because God has a message for you. Now, close your eyes so you can see the people in the story and how they learn to accept what God has for them. I'd like you to meet a special family and see how God showed them something very important. This story is called The Roadblock by Randy Tatano. Once upon a time, a brother and sister, Brian and Jennifer, lived in a happy home. Brian and Jennifer were twins, and their parents loved them very much. They did their best to take care of them. Their house wasn't the nicest, and the family car was old, but the children were surrounded by love. Brian and Jennifer were in the school cafeteria one December day, eating their peanut butter sandwiches, when one of their friends came by to show off a birthday present. It was one of those fancy phones filled with games. Brian's and Jennifer's eyes lit up as they looked at the phone. It does everything, said the friend. I can play games and talk to my friends anytime I want. Do you have one? Brian's smile faded. No, we don't. Well, your birthday is coming. Ask your parents for one. Everyone's getting them. The friend moved on to show off his new toy. Jennifer turned to her brother. I want one. Me too, said Brian. But Mum and Dad can't afford it. If only Dad felt better. You see, even though their parents worked very hard to take care of them, they didn't have much money. Their father was the smartest man in town, but he was only able to work part-time. He couldn't work two days in a row because of an illness called fatigue syndrome, which means it made him tired a lot. He could only work every other day. But since he was a genius, a nice man hired him to fix the company computers. So, every Monday, Wednesday and Friday, their dad worked nights when all the people at the office went home. He fixed their computers and then he would rest on the other days. But since he didn't work every day, he didn't make much money. Still, their dad and mum loved Brian and Jennifer very much. Their home was comfortable and safe. On the days their dad was home, he slept a lot. But when he woke up, 
He spent all his time with Brian and Jennifer, playing games, helping them with homework, and teaching them. He sometimes made breakfast for them, French toast, which was his favorite. Jennifer loved watching her dad cook. And on weekends, he showed Brian how to take care of the car. One Tuesday night, the kids were watching TV with their mum while dad was sleeping. A commercial came on for the phone their friend had gotten as a gift. Brian got to thinking and turned to his mother. Mom, will dad ever get better? His mother turned to him. Your father is fine, Brian. I mean, is he always going to sleep a lot? Mom turned off the TV. Your father gets tired easily, that's all. But you two are getting old enough to start helping him. Maybe if you did, he might not be so tired. Brian thought about that. Sure, he and his sister could help their father, but Dad still wouldn't be able to go to work every day, which meant they'd never get one of those cool phones. Jennifer asked, Mom, don't you ever get frustrated about Dad being tired all the time? Well, yes, I do. But your father is a good man. And there's a verse in Psalm 37:23 that says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. So, even though I don't understand it, I know God is leading us step by step, day by day, as we go through this challenge. In fact, God delights in leading us. Suddenly, they all heard sirens. Lots of them. Brian and Jennifer ran to the window just as several fire engines roared by. Whoa, said Jennifer. Look at all the fire trucks. Brian pointed out the window. Look at all that smoke. Mum moved behind them to see what was going on. Something big is on fire. Dad walked into the room, yawning and rubbing his eyes. Oh, what's all the noise? Huge fire, said Jennifer, pointing out the window. Dad took a look and nodded. Wow, that's a big one. An hour later, Dad's phone rang. Hello? It was Dad's boss. Our main office burned down tonight. Oh no, said Dad. Was anyone hurt? No, said his boss. Everyone had gone home. Lucky for you that you were off tonight. Anyway, we'll be working at the North office from now on. Yes, sir, not a problem. I'll be there. Dad hung up and turned to his family. That big fire? That was my office. Thank God no one was there. Mum got up and gave Dad a strong hug. So glad you were home tonight. Me too. I'm going to be working at the other office from now on. Brian and Jennifer noticed a tear on Mum's cheek. Why are you crying, Mum? asked Jennifer. Are you sad? No, sweetie. They're called tears of joy. I'm happy your dad is safe 
And I think that's enough excitement for one night. Time for you two to go to bed. Brian and Jennifer shared a bedroom, but after they had said their prayers and their parents kissed them good night, they couldn't sleep. Jennifer rolled over to face Brian. We could have lost Dad if he was working tonight. I know," said Brian. "I can't believe how lucky we are that he was home. If he was able to work every day, we might have lost him. Did you thank God when you said your prayers? I guess I forgot. Did you? I forgot too. But I have an idea how we can do it. The next morning, Dad walked into the kitchen and sniffed the air.、Oh, something smells good. Jennifer turned to face him. I made you breakfast, French toast, your favorite. It's not as good as yours, and it's kind of a mess. But I'll get better with practice. Dad kissed her on top of the head and smiled. It looks delicious, sweetie. Where's your brother? Just then, the door opened and Brian walked in, soaked from head to toe. Dad looked at him. What happened to you? Nothing, said Brian. I washed your car. I probably missed some spots, but it looks better. But I kind of got a bath doing it. Dad looked out the window. It looks great, Brian. Nice job. So what's going on with you two this morning, doing all this stuff? Brian and Jennifer moved close to him and gave him a hug. We're just glad you're our dad," said Jennifer. "You're the best dad in the world," said Brian. "And you're the best kids." Hey, your birthday is coming, and I still don't know what you want. Brian smiled as he looked up at his father. Dad, it's okay. We've got everything we need. That sure was a good roadblock God put in front of Brian and Jennifer's dad, wasn't it? Saved his life so he could be around to be a great father to them, and they learned a valuable lesson. Sometimes. God puts things in our way for a good reason. God doesn't always give us what we want, but He always gives us what we need. Just like their mum said, we may not understand what's going on or why there are roadblocks in our way, but we know this: the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and He delights in His way. Psalm thirty-seven twenty-three. As we follow Him, God is guiding us step by step. Let's pray. God, help me to understand that You have a plan for me, but I must accept the wonderful gifts You have given me. Let me accept the challenges and obstacles You have for me. Because really, they're gifts too. Because you love me, and you are helping me to learn. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen.
Well, I hope you enjoyed our story. There's much more to come. Until our next voyage on Skyship Dreamer, keep dreaming. Thaddeus Cadiddle. And this, this is my skyship, Dreamer. My cargo is stories. And our destination, dreams. You're in for an adventure, my friend. So, all aboard. And welcome to Skyship Dreamer. Dream on. This, Elaine, this is the Wonder Room. I can see why you named it that. Oh. Behind you is the Wall of Wonder. Oh, it looks like a library. It's all in how you look at it. Ah. And if you both step down this way, please, like this way. Magnificent. Your natural tendency in the Wonder Room is to look up. No wonder, huh? <laughs> but I encourage you to try something different. Look down. The floor is made of glass? <gasps> A window on the wonder of the world below. My next-door neighbor gave me the idea. His name is Calvin, seven years old. And very bright. Uh, it feels like I'm stepping on air. <laughs> That's precisely the idea. Oh, while you're looking down, I need to be looking up. It appears we're heading into a storm. Oh, will we be all right? Oh, of course. Jack Farthing is at the helm. But can't we steer around it? Normally, yes, but our passage is through the mountains on both sides, as you can see. There's also a storm behind us, which means... Uh, there's no way around this. Mm-hmm. A lot like... life. I feel a metaphor coming on. Oh, you know me well. For every obstacle you face, there's an opportunity hidden inside. It's tucked away, just waiting for you to discover. Often we focus so much on our problem, we miss the lesson the problem is trying to teach us. That's inspiring. So, what's the lesson here? I'll get back to you on that one. You know, this is a wonderful time to read your story for a friend here. Oh, 
the roadblock? Yes. Ah. Well, uh, here's a cozy spot. Mm -hmm. Thank you for the tour, Captain. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. I'll be on the bridge if you need me. Thank you. Well, let's sit down here, shall we? Well, as the captain pointed out, things often get in our way. Most often we simply go around them. But sometimes there really is no way around. Sometimes we just have to accept that God may have put something in front of us for a reason. Instead of looking for a way around a roadblock, it might help to understand why it's there in the first place. But you might be wondering why God puts anything in our way. Well, sometimes roadblocks make us stop and think. And maybe, just maybe, it might be there to help us. God may have put it there to stop us for our own good. Now, before we hear this story, I'd like you to clear your mind of distractions. Don't think of games or friends or, or anything else because God has a message for you. Now, close your eyes so you can see the people in the story and how they learn to accept what God has for them. I'd like you to meet a special family and see how God showed them something very important. This story is called The Roadblock by Randy Titano. Once upon a time, a brother and sister, Brian and Jennifer, lived in a happy home. Brian and Jennifer were twins, and their parents loved them very much. They did their best to take care of them. Their house wasn't the nicest, and the family car was old, but the children were surrounded by love. Brian and Jennifer were in the school cafeteria one December day, eating their peanut butter sandwiches, when one of their friends came by to show off a birthday present. It was one of those fancy phones filled with games. Brian's and Jennifer's eyes lit up as they looked at the phone. It does everything, said the friend. I can play games and talk to my friends anytime I want. Do you have one? Brian's smile faded. No, we don't. Well, your birthday is coming. Ask your parents for one. Everyone's getting them. The friend moved on to show off his new toy. Jennifer turned to her brother. I want one. Me too, said Brian. But Mum and Dad can't afford it. If only Dad felt better. You see, even though their parents worked very hard to take care of them, they didn't have much money. Their father was the smartest man in town, but he was only able to work part-time. He couldn't work two days in a row because of an illness called fatigue syndrome, which means it made him tired a lot. He could only work every other day. But since he was a genius, a nice man hired him to fix the company computers. So, every Monday, Wednesday and Friday, their dad worked nights when all the people at the office went home. He fixed their computers and then he would rest on the other days. 
But since he didn't work every day, he didn't make much money. Still, their dad and mom loved Brian and Jennifer very much. Their home was comfortable and safe. On the days their dad was home, he slept a lot. But when he woke up, he spent all his time with Brian and Jennifer, playing games, helping them with homework, and teaching them. He sometimes made breakfast for them, French toast, which was his favorite. Jennifer loved watching her dad cook. And on weekends, he showed Brian how to take care of the car. One Tuesday night, the kids were watching TV with their mum while dad was sleeping. A commercial came on for the phone their friend had gotten as a gift. Brian got to thinking and turned to his mother. Mom, will dad ever get better? His mother turned to him. Your father is fine, Brian. I mean, is he always going to sleep a lot? Mom turned off the TV. Your father gets tired easily, that's all. But you two are getting old enough to start helping him. Maybe if you did, he might not be so tired. Brian thought about that. Sure, he and his sister could help their father, but Dad still wouldn't be able to go to work every day, which meant they'd never get one of those cool phones. Jennifer asked, Mom, don't you ever get frustrated about Dad being tired all the time? Well, yes, I do. But your father is a good man. And there's a verse in Psalm 37, 23 that says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. So, even though I don't understand it, I know God is leading us step by step, day by day, as we go through this challenge. In fact, God delights in leading us. Suddenly, they all heard sirens. Lots of them. Brian and Jennifer ran to the window just as several fire engines roared by. Whoa, said Jennifer. Look at all the fire trucks. Brian pointed out the window. Look at all that smoke. Mum moved behind them to see what was going on. Something big is on fire. Dad walked into the room, yawning and rubbing his eyes. Oh, what's all the noise? Huge fire, said Jennifer, pointing out the window. Dad took a look and nodded. Wow, that's a big one. An hour later, Dad's phone rang. Hello? It was Dad's boss. Our main office burned down tonight. Oh no, said Dad. Was anyone hurt? No, said his boss. Everyone had gone home. Lucky for you that you were off tonight. Anyway, we'll be working at the North office from now on. Yes, sir, not a problem. I'll be there. Dad hung up and turned to his family. That big fire? That was my office. Thank God no one was there. Mum got up and gave Dad a strong hug. So glad you were home tonight. Me too. I'm going to be working at the other office from now on.
Ryan and Jennifer noticed a tear on Mum's cheek. Why are you crying, Mum? asked Jennifer. Are you sad? No, sweetie. They're called tears of joy. I'm happy your dad is safe, and I think that's enough excitement for one night. Time for you two to go to bed. Brian and Jennifer shared a bedroom, but after they had said their prayers and their parents kissed them goodnight, they couldn't sleep. Jennifer rolled over to face Brian. We could have lost Dad if he was working tonight. I know, said Brian. I can't believe how lucky we are that he was home. If he was able to work every day, we might have lost him. Did you thank God when you said your prayers? I guess I forgot. Did you? I forgot too. But I have an idea how we can do it. The next morning, Dad walked into the kitchen and sniffed the air. Oh, something smells good. Jennifer turned to face him. I made you breakfast. French toast, your favorite. It's not as good as yours, and it's kind of a mess. But I'll get better with practice. Dad kissed her on top of the head and smiled. It looks delicious, sweetie. Where's your brother? Just then, the door opened and Brian walked in, soaked from head to toe. Dad looked at him. What happened to you? Nothing, said Brian. I washed your car. I probably missed some spots, but it looks better. But I kind of got a bath doing it. Dad looked out the window. It looks great, Brian. Nice job. So, what's going on with you two this morning, doing all this stuff? Brian and Jennifer moved close to him and gave him a hug. We're just glad you're our dad," said Jennifer. "You're the best dad in the world," said Brian. "And you're the best kids." Hey, your birthday is coming, and I still don't know what you want. Brian smiled as he looked up at his father. Dad, it's okay. We've got everything we need. That sure was a good roadblock God put in front of Brian and Jennifer's dad, wasn't it? Saved his life so he could be around to be a great father to them, and they learned a valuable lesson. Sometimes. God puts things in our way for a good reason. God doesn't always give us what we want, but He always gives us what we need. Just like their mum said, we may not understand what's going on or why there are roadblocks in our way, but we know this: the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and He delights in His way. Psalm thirty-seven twenty-three. As we follow Him, God is guiding us step by step. Let's pray. God, help me to understand that You have a plan for me, but I must accept the wonderful gifts You have given me. Let me accept the challenges and obstacles You have for me. 
Because really, they're gifts too. Because you love me. And you are helping me to learn. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I hope you enjoyed our story. There's much more to come. Until our next voyage on Skyship Dreamer, keep dreaming. Captain Thaddeus Cadiddle. And this, this is my skyship, Dreamer. My cargo is stories. And our destination, dreams. You're in for an adventure, my friend. So, all aboard. And welcome to Skyship Dreamer. Dream on. This, Elaine, this is the Wonder Room. I can see why you named it that. Oh. Behind you is the Wall of Wonder. Oh, it looks like a library. It's all in how you look at it. Ah. And if you both step down this way, please. Like this way. Just step down. Oh, the windows are around us. We're surrounded by sky. Just magnificent. Your natural tendency in the Wonder Room is to look up. No wonder, huh? <laughs> but I encourage you to try something different. Look down. The floor is made of glass? <gasps> A window on the wonder of the world below. My next-door neighbor gave me the idea. His name is Calvin. Seven years old and very bright. Well, it feels like I'm stepping on air. <laughs> That's precisely the idea. Oh, while you're looking down, I need to be looking up. It appears we're heading into a storm. Oh, will we be all right? Oh, of course. Jack Farthing is at the helm. But can't we steer around it? Normally, yes, but our passage is through the mountains on both sides, as you can see. There's also a storm behind us, which means... Uh, there's no way around this. Mm-hmm. A lot like... life. I feel a metaphor coming on. Oh, you know me well. For every obstacle you face, there's an opportunity hidden inside. 
It's tucked away, just waiting for you to discover. Often we focus so much on our problem, we miss the lesson the problem is trying to teach us. That's inspiring. So, what's the lesson here? I'll get back to you on that one. You know, this is a wonderful time to read your story for a friend here. Oh, the roadblock? Yes. Ah. Well, uh, here's a cozy spot. Mm -hmm. Thank you for the tour, Captain. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. I'll be on the bridge if you need me. Thank you. Well, let's sit down here, shall we? Well, as the Captain pointed out, things often get in our way. Most often we simply go around them. But sometimes there really is no way around. Sometimes we just have to accept that God may have put something in front of us for a reason. Instead of looking for a way around a roadblock, it might help to understand why it's there in the first place. But you might be wondering why God puts anything in our way. Well, sometimes roadblocks make us stop and think. And maybe, just maybe, it might be there to help us. God may have put it there to stop us for our own good. Now, before we hear this story, I'd like you to clear your mind of distractions. Don't think of games or friends or, or anything else because God has a message for you. Now, close your eyes so you can see the people in the story and how they learn to accept what God has for them. I'd like you to meet a special family and see how God showed them something very important. This story is called The Roadblock by Randy Tatano. Once upon a time, a brother and sister, Brian and Jennifer, lived in a happy home. Brian and Jennifer were twins, and their parents loved them very much. They did their best to take care of them. Their house wasn't the nicest, and the family car was old, but the children were surrounded by love. Brian and Jennifer were in the school cafeteria one December day, eating their peanut butter sandwiches, when one of their friends came by to show off a birthday present. It was one of those fancy phones filled with games. Brian's and Jennifer's eyes lit up as they looked at the phone. It does everything, said the friend. I can play games and talk to my friends anytime I want. Do you have one? Brian's smile faded. No, we don't. Well, your birthday is coming. Ask your parents for one. Everyone's getting them. The friend moved on to show off his new toy. Jennifer turned to her brother. I want one. Me too, said Brian. But Mum and Dad can't afford it. If only Dad felt better. You see, even though their parents worked very hard to take care of them, they didn't have much money. Their father was the smartest man in town, but he was only able to work part-time. He couldn't work two days in a row because of an illness called fatigue syndrome, 
which means it made him tired a lot. He could only work every other day. But since he was a genius, a nice man hired him to fix the company computers. So, every Monday, Wednesday and Friday, their dad worked nights when all the people at the office went home. He fixed their computers and then he would rest on the other days. But since he didn't work every day, he didn't make much money. Still, their dad and mom loved Brian and Jennifer very much. Their home was comfortable and safe. On the days their dad was home, he slept a lot. But when he woke up, he spent all his time with Brian and Jennifer, playing games, helping them with homework, and teaching them. He sometimes made breakfast for them, French toast, which was his favorite. Jennifer loved watching her dad cook. And on weekends, he showed Brian how to take care of the car. One Tuesday night, the kids were watching TV with their mum while dad was sleeping. A commercial came on for the phone their friend had gotten as a gift. Brian got to thinking and turned to his mother. Mom, will Dad ever get better? His mother turned to him. Your father is fine, Brian. I mean, is he always going to sleep a lot? Mom turned off the TV. Your father gets tired easily, that's all. But you two are getting old enough to start helping him. Maybe if you did, he might not be so tired. Brian thought about that. Sure, he and his sister could help their father, but Dad still wouldn't be able to go to work every day, which meant they'd never get one of those cool phones. Jennifer asked, Mom, don't you ever get frustrated about Dad being tired all the time? Well, yes, I do. But your father is a good man. And there's a verse in Psalm 37:23 that says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. So, even though I don't understand it, I know God is leading us step by step, day by day, as we go through this challenge. In fact, God delights in leading us. Suddenly, they all heard sirens. Lots of them. Brian and Jennifer ran to the window just as several fire engines roared by. Whoa, said Jennifer. Look at all the fire trucks. Brian pointed out the window. Look at all that smoke. Mum moved behind them to see what was going on. Something big is on fire. Dad walked into the room, yawning and rubbing his eyes. Oh, what's all the noise? Huge fire, said Jennifer, pointing out the window. Dad took a look and nodded. Wow, that's a big one. An hour later, Dad's phone rang. Hello? It was Dad's boss. Our main office burned down tonight. Oh no, said Dad. Was anyone hurt? No, said his boss. Everyone had gone home. Lucky for you that you were off tonight. Anyway, we'll be working at the North Office from now on. 
Yes, sir, not a problem. I'll be there. Dad hung up and turned to his family. That big fire? That was my office. Thank God no one was there. Mum got up and gave Dad a strong hug. So glad you were home tonight. Me too. I'm going to be working at the other office from now on. Brian and Jennifer noticed a tear on Mum's cheek. Why are you crying, Mum? asked Jennifer. Are you sad? No, sweetie. They're cold tears of joy. I'm happy your dad is safe. And I think that's enough excitement for one night. Time for you two to go to bed. Brian and Jennifer shared a bedroom. But after they had said their prayers and their parents kissed them goodnight, they couldn't sleep. Jennifer rolled over to face Brian. We could have lost Dad if he was working tonight. I know, said Brian. I can't believe how lucky we are that he was home. If he was able to work every day, we might have lost him. Did you thank God when you said your prayers? I guess I forgot. Did you? I forgot too, but I have an idea how we can do it. The next morning, Dad walked into the kitchen and sniffed the air. Oh, something smells good. Jennifer turned to face him. I made you breakfast. French toast, your favourite. It's not as good as yours, and it's kind of a mess, but I'll get better with practice. Dad kissed her on top of the head and smiled. It looks delicious, sweetie. Where's your brother? Just then, the door opened and Brian walked in, soaked from head to toe. Dad looked at him. What happened to you? Nothing, said Brian. I washed your car. I probably missed some spots, but it looks better. But I kind of got a bath doing it. Dad looked out the window. It looks great, Brian. Nice job. So, what's going on with you two this morning, doing all this stuff? Brian and Jennifer moved close to him and gave him a hug. We're just glad you're our dad, said Jennifer. You're the best dad in the world, said Brian. And you're the best kids. Hey, your birthday is coming and I still don't know what you want. Brian smiled as he looked up at his father. Dad, it's okay. We've got everything we need. That sure was a good roadblock God put in front of Brian and Jennifer's dad, wasn't it? Saved his life so he could be around to be a great father to them. And they learned a valuable lesson. Sometimes... God puts things in our way for a good reason. God doesn't always give us what we want, but he always gives us what we need. Just like their mum said, we may not understand what's going on or why there are roadblocks in our way, but we know this. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Psalm 37:23 As we follow him, 
God is guiding us step by step. Let's pray. God, help me to understand that you have a plan for me, but I must accept the wonderful gifts you have given me. Let me accept the challenges and obstacles you have for me, because really, they're gifts too. Because you love me, and you are helping me to learn. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I hope you enjoyed our story. There's much more to come. Until our next voyage on Skyship Dreamer, keep dreaming. <laughs>